Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Hey, Mark Treichel here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of With Flying Colors. Today, I've got a quick take on succession planning or the proposed NCUA succession planning rule. And I'm going to provide 10 reasons why a succession planning regulation is a bad idea. So in January of 2022, at its NCUA board meeting, the board voted to approve a proposed rule on succession planning by a vote of two to one with board member Rodney Hood voting against the proposal. Now, according to NCUA, succession planning is the process through which an organization identifies, develops, and retains key personnel to ensure its viability and continued effective performance. NCUA goes on to say that succession planning also allows an organization to prepare for the unexpected, therefore minimizing service disruptions during management transitions. Now, as an editorial comment on that, in 33 years at NCUA, I don't recall a lot of service disruptions related to uh, succession planning. Matter of fact, I can't think of any. Anyway, so one of the biggest proponents of this proposed rule, of course, is Chairman Todd Harper, who issued a statement on it after the board meeting, which included what I'm about to share with you. So Todd said, moreover, succession planning is recognized as vital to the long-term succession of any institution, including credit unions. A board's failure to plan for the transition of its management could potentially come with high costs, including the potential for the unanticipated merger of the credit union upon the departure of key personnel. Put another way, Todd said, succession planning helps to safeguard credit union members' choice of financial institution. So what does the proposed rule require, you might ask? So the board of directors of the credit union or an appropriate committee picked by the board of directors would be required to review and approve a written succession plan regarding the specified federal credit unions and officials. Now, notice I said federal credit union. This proposed rule does not apply to state charters. The succession plan must at a minimum identify the credit union's key positions, necessary competencies and skill sets for those positions and strategies to identify alternatives to fill vacancies. The board also must review the succession plan in accordance with the schedule established by the board, but no less than annually. Also, in addition, the proposed rule would amend 701.4b3, which sets forth certain educational requirements for federal credit union directors and require that directors have a working familiarity with the federal credit union succession plan. Now, relative to succession planning efforts. This proposed rule is intended to strengthen current succession planning efforts at credit unions and to require others that do not yet have such planning to commence their succession planning processes. The proposed rule is also consistent with the guidance issued by other banking agencies to address succession planning. Notice I said guidance at other agencies, not regulations at other agencies. All right, so My top 10 reasons why NCUA does not need a succession planning rule. Number one, I did a poll of this on LinkedIn. There's a book that I'm going to do a a story on called The Wisdom of Crowds. Well, I sought out the 
opinions of crowds and the crowds clearly favored guidance over regulation. 72% of the many voters on my poll indicated they preferred guidance over regulation. Now, 22% said no regulation, no guidance, let's have neither. And quite frankly, that's where I think NCUA should be, although I'm sure they'll either land on regulation or guidance. And lastly, only 6% of those who voted felt that there was a regulation required for succession planning. So number two, I mentioned that the rule says that other agencies have guidance. So that's number two. Other banking agencies do not have a regulation on succession planning. NCUA admits this in their proposed regulation by stating, quote, the proposed rule is also consistent with the guidance issued by other banking agencies to address succession planning. So Bank of America doesn't need a doesn't have a regulation that requires this. Now, do they have a policy? I would bet that they do. But if it's not required of big banks, why are you requiring it of small credit unions? They have enough regulatory burden going on and don't need another regulation from NCUA. Number three, the proposed regulation is a solution in search of a problem. It's flawed to think that a succession planning regulation, guidance, or policy will have a material impact on slowing mergers. That's just not reality. It's easy to say in a proposed regulation, and it's, in my opinion, flawed logic. Number four, if NCUA does not have enterprise risk management regulation, it doesn't need a succession planning regulation. Think about it. That's a far more appropriate topic to regulate. And quite frankly, maybe you don't need either. But a succession planning regulation, to me, is inappropriate, especially if there's other things that you could regulate before regulating succession planning. By the way, I'm going to have a podcast on enterprise risk management coming up with a special guest, so watch for that soon. Number five, lack of a written succession planning is not unsafe and unsound. NCUA, focus your regulations on things that create unsafe and unsound conditions in credit unions. In my opinion, there's nothing unsafe and unsound about not having a succession planning policy in place. Number six, benefits of succession planning can be achieved by guidance. If it's good enough for the banks to have guidance, I think credit unions can handle this issue, if you will, with guidance. And NCUA issues a plethora of letters to credit unions each year, most of which, many of which are still active. You can find them on NCUA's website. And quite frankly, again, why not guidance? I would push for guidance. And if if I was one of the three board members or one of the two who voted, yes, I might change, I would be changing my vote to to know and pushing this with guidance. Now, guidance is nimble and can be achieved more easily than having a vote of the NCUA board. The NCUA board chairman controls guidance. They have the ability to issue that guidance on their own. They can seek the input of staff. They can seek the input of credit unions. They can seek the input of other board members, but they can do it without having to have a formal board vote, and it's more nimble that way. It can be changed more frequently. So if you put guidance out and then want to tweak it the next year, it's easier and takes less time and burden from NCUA and, quite frankly, creates less of a regulatory burden for credit unions. Number eight, the proposed rule lacks clarity regarding key positions in a credit union succession plan. Which positions are required to be part of it? Where do you draw the line? NCUA gives no guidance relative to that. And if there's going to be a regulation or guidance, I think there should be more information relative to which positions should be included. Number nine, if it's not required for state chartered credit unions, don't require it for federal chartered credit unions. 
state charters already have a competitive advantage relative to fill a membership. Why create a regulation that only applies to federal credit unions? It just doesn't make sense to me. If you can't apply it to everybody, then don't apply it to anybody. Number 10, studies show that flawed succession planning can be a demotivator. For example, if your position is not defined as a key position, or if you do not get accepted to enjoy the benefits of a succession planning program, it can create morale problems at your at lower levels. So I indicated that NCUA does not say who needs to be included. So let's say you have a policy and you include all vice presidents, but not all managers. Well, guess what? Your managers may not feel that they should have been excluded from participating in this program. So you think you can come up with a policy that's going to help in this regard if it's not done right and carefully, you're going to find that it creates more problems than it solves. And again, I don't think a regulation in this arena makes any sense at all. So NCUA sought comment on this regulation. The comment period closed in April. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this. My bet is that it will not get finalized as a regulation. i have a belief that maybe the two Republican board members will join forces and lead to this being issued as guidance. By the way, CUNA and NAFCU both wrote letters to NCUA saying that they believed it would be better to have guidance. And the things that I've referenced here, like the CUNA letter, the NAFCU letter, the proposed regulation, Chairman Harper's statement on this, and my blog post on LinkedIn about the top 10 reasons why NCUA does not need succession planning rule, I will include in my show notes. All right, that's it for this With Flying Colors quick take. I appreciate your time today, and I hope to have you here listening again soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktreichel.com. 